So what is going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of Not Your Final Destination. Before we get started, like always, share this with someone that you know needs to get uplifted and inspired to take that leap of faith into the uncomfortable zone of life. So I'm your gracious host, Felix Diaz, and thank you for 105,000 streams and counting. If this is your first time here, make sure to head over to Instagram and give me a follow at the Felix Diaz. Also, if you're looking for a modern day website, stunning business cards, or door hangers for your small business, check out Legacy Digital Creative Studios on Facebook. So what's going on, guys? I wanted to go ahead and create this uh, episode today to kind of just go over just kind of where I'm at right now in this (laughs) journey of life, which is kind of crazy. Right now it's 1030 uh, Eastern time. And I just thought to myself uh, downstairs, I said, man, you know what? Like I got some stuff on my brain that I want to, you know, share with people. And hopefully if you're in a season of life of growth um, and, you know, self-doubt, you can talk yourself out of that and take, again, that first step in the right direction. Because the first step's the hardest step. Once you take that first step, anything is possible. It's my motto. It's my mantra. It's what I live by. And um, for those of you that follow me on social media um, and know that I've been dabbling into a ton of different things, um, I am a serial entrepreneur. Like I have done everything under the moon, it feels like. And I think for once in a long time, I've found something that um, it targets like three things that are super important to me as I get older and just kind of want to continue to progress on as I get older. So um, I started a lawn care business. As crazy as it sounds, I'm working a full-time job. I'm waking up nearly every morning at 6 a.m. You know, and on top of it, it's a fully electric lawn care business. So, um, you know, saving some money where you don't have to spend a ton of gas, but I wanted to kind of just talk about the journey of the lawn care business and kind of how I got into it. And remember that this podcast is a personal development podcast. So we talk about life ups, downs, successes, failures, um, you know, how to do X, Y, Z in a number of days and things like that. But I wanted to share this one because it's just kind of Um, It's cool and it's a pretty cool story to someone that is out there that is looking to try something new, but just isn't sure of like how to get there or what directions to take or just how to get it going. So let's go ahead and dive into this, uh, you know, this section or this session of, you know, not your final destination. So for me, um, I got this crazy idea of starting a lawn care business and this happened not too long ago, probably like, uh, we're probably going into a month and a couple of days. So March, uh, 21st of 2023, I got a crazy idea. That's when I went and actually got my first customer. It happened a little bit earlier than that. But what I ended up doing is I went and went on Facebook marketplace. I knew that I wanted to go the electric route. So I said, okay, I'm going to go and grab this electric lawnmower on Facebook that I found for a hundred dollars. Mind you, like I didn't have any like recent lawn care experience, but like I knew like I know how to brand any type of niche. I know how to market it on Instagram. I know how to promote it on Facebook. I know how to build a Facebook business page. I know how to use MailChimp. I know how to 
um, use ads like Instagram, TikTok. Like I know how to do all that other stuff. So I was like, well, it can't be that hard. Like the hardest part would be like going out and actually cutting the grass, right? So I find this mower. This guy has it posted for like $175. And I told myself like, all right, again, I know I want it to be all electric, but I, I didn't have like the upfront capital to like spend, you know, $5,000 on a riding mower, like $230 on a weed eater. So I was just kind of like, just, okay, let me figure out the cheapest way possible to get this lawn care service off the ground. So, and I didn't have a truck at the time. So I was like in my wife's and my, like our only car that we have, which was a 2019 Nissan Pathfinder, which had the third row seating. So like, I just kind of like planned it out a little bit to say like, this isn't long-term, but it definitely could be, um, you know, like a solution to like just getting it going. So anyways, we're gonna fast forward this. Um, I bought the mower 100, the Cobalt uh, Weed Eater, uh, which you probably don't know the brands, but I'm just gonna share it with you guys. And if you are a lawn person, then you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. So I go to uh, Lowe's, crazy story how the universe works, man. It's like, um, you know, when God wants something to happen in your life or he's like opening doors or situations, this guy was at the return desk and I was checking out, you know, looking at some stuff and the guy wanted a refund. He wanted his money back and he technically like couldn't get his money back for the items that he had because he didn't have the receipt. He wasn't the original person that bought it. It was like a part of a crew or something. So the guy is like super upset at the counter and like the lady's just explaining to him like, hey, you know, we need to receive, we need the original card, da da da. And the guy just kind of looks around and obviously he's pissed so you can see it. So then he looks at me and goes, you want one of these? He was like, they're not gonna take it back. Like, I'm not, I don't got no use for it. Like, I was like, well, you can always sell it. So I like, he's like, man, I ain't trying to do all that stuff man a free weed eater talk about like perfect timing of me going in there and looking at other stuff in that area and i walked out with a you know pretty decent i mean it's not the greatest tool um we've upgraded since then but i was in the works you know like hey got my weed eater got a mower um so now i'm a hundred dollars that's it guys like this is and i want to share because it's like if it's meant to be it will be and if it's up to me like if it's meant to be it's up to me right so um I have a weed eater, I have the lawnmower, 100 bucks in. I'm like, okay, cool. Like the mower didn't come with a battery. And mind you, like I'm freshly into this thing. Like two things, I had like some work gloves that were inside of like an old <laughs> toolbox that I had. Um, I didn't have anything guys. Like I just like was, I knew I wanted to do it because I'm like, I'm looking at all these videos on YouTube and I'm looking at other business owners uh, in the lawn care industry. And they're like, man, like I should have been doing this like before I retired from the police force. I should have done this before I did this. And like in the beginning, I wasn't really like quoting people properly. So I feel like I was losing funds. And now that I'm in, in it for like a month, you know, and the numbers are significantly higher. Um, I kind of figured it out where I feel comfortable enough to like load everything up into the truck, uh, not the Pathfinder, but the truck and go do these lawns, right? So <clears throat> anyways, um, I ended up buying a battery from Lowe's. It was on sale. It's a 2.5 Eco battery. Look it up if you're not familiar with what it is, but it's a battery that powers all like their whole lineup of, of tools, like whether it's the weed eater, the blower, whatever it is, right? So the first lawn that I go to, I quoted this lady $45. I underquoted it for sure. Like the yard is like a corner lot. And if anybody does lawns and knows it's like a corner lot's big, like you got the whole curb, got to edge it. 
and I only had one battery for both tools. Um, so what ends up happening is I get out there and it's my first time handling any of these tools. I like, you know, since I used to cut grass in, in Fayetteville, North Carolina, when I was growing up for like cleats and stuff like that for football and like other things that I wanted, video games and stuff like that. But never really like experiencing it to the point of saying, okay, cool. Like this is like a profession or I want to do it this way. So midway through that cut, I end up running out of battery and I'm just looking around and I'm thinking to myself, man, I really screwed up here. Like I didn't properly plan this out. I had a charger for it, but like I just, and it was a fast charger and it's a 2.5 amp battery that charges in about 15 minutes or so on that fast charger. So I just do what I, I mean, I didn't want to just plug up at somebody's house, right? So I just like, knock on the door and I just explain it to her and I say, hey, like, um, you're my first customer, you know, second really, but like you're my first customer, um, super embarrassed about this, but my battery that I used to mow your lawn has died. And it also powered a blower that I had picked up. So mind you that 2.5 was powering two things. Um, it died, it, it died on me, uh, midway and I end up charging it and I grabbed the weed eater and I try to finish doing it. And I'm gonna tell you something, man, if it wasn't for that weed eater, I probably wouldn't have finished that yard. I probably would have had to come back home. Mind you, it was like 28 minutes away from where I live. Um, and that was another thing, like understanding that whole thing, like route density, why it's important to get as many clients as you can in one big area. I didn't know all that stuff about the lawn care business. I was just like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll show up and cut your yard. I'll cut, show up and cut your yard. Um, anyways, long story short, uh, you know, 21 days go into it. And now we're sitting with two lawnmowers, two weed eaters, like six different batteries that power the whole entire fleet. Um, we were, I say, I'm grateful for this. Like I had a family member, um, you know, help me with a small work truck, 2001 Ford Ranger, um, that I drive around to these jobs and I can load the bed up with all my tools and continue to do these jobs. And we're always talking about like an opportunity to like make additional income in your life, right? Like, let's say that you work a job and in that job, you are busting your butt, but you're not getting compensated for it, right? Like, um, or you speak a different language and you're, you're not getting compensated. And for me, um, it's not that like, and again, this is not like a knock at my job or for anyone, this is just like hypothetically speaking or in general, generally speaking, like I had to create the additional income that I was missing from like what I wasn't getting at my regular job, right? So I created this secondary side hustle, which my schedule is really uh, interesting and unique. So I go into work every day at 1030 Eastern time and I get off at 730, but from 6 a.m. to about 945, 955, I can squeeze the depending on how big the yards are, about four yards. So I know that in one day um, I have X, which is the amount that I need to make for a day to make it like um, kind of what I'm making at my job. So I, in four lawns, I was able to knock out a significant amount more and I'm making more on the side hustle income uh, than the primary, uh, you know, my nine to five. So it's a good flex to have that schedule for myself but for someone that is you know thinking about starting something whether uh that side of hustle is you know uh let's say e-commerce right like drop shipping or um something that you got to put money into early to 
really you know get a lot of money out of it and mind you like guys i've tried everything i've sold courses youtube channels um youtube automation i've tried you know uh, the other llc that i have right now is you know building the websites and stuff like that but like there's no better feeling than I, I was talking about the three things that it helps me with right like um at the start of march i was 277 pounds um and i mind you like i work from home i sit down a lot like i'm sitting down a lot um but i started at 277 and currently i'm at 255 um i'm doing 200 of my calorie goals on my apple watch like it's helping me be outside and as corny as it sounds it's kind of refreshing when you're cutting certain yards and you kind of get those smells back from i'm going to tell my age here but the 90s where it smells like mint it smells like grass it's just something about it that just feels and um you know just like a nostalgia like i'm just like man like i've been here before like i remember that smell as a kid being out here playing in the yard or playing manhunt or uh football season when getting tackled in it you know like it was it's really nice to be out there um so the that's two things that it helps with so one with my health two with my just um mental health and then uh three just doing something and feeling um I'm not, I want to say validated, but it's not even that. It's like when you go out there and you really do a great job and that customer comes out and like is walking it or looking at it and they're saying how good it looks and like how um, they're harding the photos. I normally come in and I send photos before and after and they're harding it or it looks amazing. I love it. Or like, oh, you got to come back in, in two weeks. Like that to me, just like it's no better feeling because like you're getting that, like at least for me, like that instant um, gratification of like you doing something really well or you um, hopefully that makes sense to you guys like it really just like everyone likes to hear that you're doing a good job here and there and for me I get to put in the best effort I can to make this lawn look really good and at the end when they come out and they look at it or I send them photos like to me it's like man I'm doing a really good job and they see that right like and I think that's where like I'm going to circle this back to the development part of it and like in coaching and development, like I try my best to connect with every single person that's on my team or around my team as a human connection first, right? Like, hey, do you mind if I give you some feedback? Like I'd say that and stuff like that. But like for me, it's like, how do we apply this to like work? How do we apply this to like regular job? We're like, we're not waiting for a weekly one-on-one to tell somebody that they're doing a great job, like, you know, or you know, listening to someone's call and immediately after giving in them, giving that person the on the spot feedback of saying, Hey, like I noticed a couple things, like let's work on this, whatever. Right. Like I think we've gone so far away with all the technology and everything that's coming into like this new era of technology with, you know, AI and, you know, I'm not afraid of the AI stuff. I think that there's just a big missing part of just human connection in this era of life that we're living, right? Like, I feel like we're getting really far away from it. And whenever someone, you know, either joins my team, whether it's in lawn care or whether it's on, you know, um, building websites or clients that I work with, I try to lead um, with the human connection first, right? Like, hey, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself. What are your passion projects? What are you into? What do you, I wanna know what makes that person um, like, what does it make them feel alive? Like, what do you, what do you, you know, what do you want to do here? What do you want to do 
outside of here, like in my one-on-ones with some of my agents and the people that I work with, I always ask like, yo, like, what are you into right now? What are you doing? What are you like? Tell me a little bit about your stuff. You know, I'm into coding. I'm into, um, you know, cycling. I'm into canoeing. I'm into fitness. I'm into like, cause like, you know, one, I know we have a job to do, but two, like I, in my opinion, and in being in leadership for years and years and years at high level, it's getting to know someone for who they are and making sure that they're feeling appreciated at all times. And I know that sometimes we can get cloudy with work and with numbers and metrics and adherence and, you know, life. But I think that if you go into it, when it comes to developing these people, um, and I know we went into the development from the story, but um, it's how do we connect with someone on a more personal level rather than on a work level. At least that's how I lead. And whenever I hear feedback or hear things from people, them telling me like, hey man, I really appreciate the way that you approach this. Like you came at it like I'm a person and not just a work ID. I've had somebody tell me that before. And to me, that is kind of like that, not instant gratification, but the gratification that I look for to say, hey, like this person feels supported. This person feels like, you know, they are, um they're a part of a team that they are aware that i am aware of their needs you know um hey i need a breather hey um my kid has a blowout hey um my stomach's not feeling good today right like i think the biggest thing is that we need to realize as people and as a company even for myself and my side companies that like everyone's not going to think the same but we all need to approach um each other as humans first um and you can take that you know however you want but uh for me it's something that i think will separate myself and my leadership style and even running my own business like getting to know people um for who they are and not for what they uh bring um or expectations of someone uh to do something i think you know everyone's coachable um, it's just how you approach that coaching and, you know, again, leading with that human connection. So guys, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. I wanted to share that story with you guys. Also, I'm going to leave you with this, man. The first step's the hardest step. Once you take that first step, anything is possible. I haven't created a podcast episode, uh, but I do want to have a guest on uh, later on this month um, or not this month because it's April 26th right now, but next month, have a guest. Um, I said it, man. I've said it, man, I need to bring more guests on here. And I think it needs to happen. So I'm going to go ahead and look for someone to come on here, kind of share their story, tell us a little bit about themselves, um, ups, downs, and um, get a different voice on here as well. So um, I appreciate you guys. 105,000 streams and counting. Um, Forever grateful, man. Never thought that this podcast, and I always joke about it, man. (laughs) Remember the first episode eating a granola bar and talking into the microphone and you guys were you guys showed up and 758 followers on spotify 500 on apple and uh that will continue to grow the only thing i ask for man this podcast is free the messages are free the tips are free if you do me a solid man go on to apple podcast and leave a review of the podcast of your honest feedback man it could be a one it could be a two it could be a three it could be a four it could be a five star whatever it is man feel free to help me level up and get more people connected to the not your final destination community my name is felix diaz and thank you for tuning in to another episode of not your final destination see you in the next one peace